Austin? Here. Mr. Halchins? Here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mr. Thomas? Here. Mr. Fraley? Here. Thank you. It seems we have a full house today. Yes. Now, we have a uh, series of requests. Uh, we have the request to withdraw an application from the continued agenda, which is the one submitted on behalf of the Hertz Corporation. Mm -hmm. This is item number three from the continued agenda. Properties located at 3323 North Military Highway. We have a request to continue continued item number two, the new singular wireless PCS LLC to the November 13th public hearing. We have a request to continue regular item number four, which is the Planning Commission's um, amendments pertaining to the uh, flood insurance program to the October 23rd meeting and a request to continue regular item number 14, Lagoon, at 9530th Bay Street to the hearing on October 23rd. So the motion before you is to accept the withdrawal of continued item number three, to continue continued item number two to November 13th, 2014, and to continue regular items four and 14 to the public hearing on October 23rd, 2014. Uh, those hearings will be at 2.30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers, 11th floor, City Hall Building, Civic Center, Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuellen? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Aye. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you, Lenny. All right. That brings us back to the continued agenda. We will start the public hearing with item number one from the continued agenda by Maplewood Plaza for the following applications on property fronting 287 feet, more or less, along the eastern line of Church Street and 176 feet, more or less, along the southern line of Washington Avenue. Premises numbered 1402 through 1446 Church Street and 709 through 713 Washington Avenue. There are three applications. The first is an amendment to the city's future land use map within the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, to change the classification from single-family urban to commercial. Number B is a change of zoning from R8 single-family and C1 limited commercial to a conditional C2 district. And the third application, number C, is a special exception for mixed use. Thank you, Lenny. Uh, here to speak in favor of this application is the applicant, Mr. Robert Howard. Okay. Thank you, sir. Then I note that there is no opposition. Uh, seeing no opposition, Mr. Chairman, and seeing we've been thoroughly briefed, I call for the question. The uh, motions to recommend the general plan amendment, the change of zoning, and the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuellen? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Right. Well, I will make that recommendation to council. Good luck with that. 
Lenny, before we proceed, uh, Ms. Deborah Wilcox had signed up for regular agenda item number four, and I know you're here just to listen, but we won't be hearing that this afternoon. That's been continued until October. But you're certainly welcome to stay. October 23rd. October 23rd. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead, Lenny. All right. Uh, we will now move to the continued item number four, uh, Princess Anne Shell for a special exception for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premise consumption on property fronting 75 feet, more or less, along the northern line of East Princess Anne Road and 134 feet, more or less, along uh, the eastern line of Wyoming Avenue, Premises number 3502 East Princess Anne Road. And I note that we have no opposition. I do want to acknowledge <laughs> that the applicant is here, Manja uh, Menajo. You're perfectly welcome to speak if you like, sir. Thank you. And the chair recognizes that there is no opposition. All right. No opposition, and knowing we've been thoroughly briefed, call for the question. The motion is to recommend that the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make the right. recommendation to council. Good luck. We are now going to move to item number one on the regular agenda. This is the Norfolk Redevelopment Housing Authority for the following request. Uh, and I'll probably be completely hoarse when I finish reading this one. Uh, <laughs> a, for a portion of property consisting of approximately 4.36 acres and known as parcel GPA 13, premises number 3321 Kimball Terrace. There are two parts to A. First part is an amendment to the city's future land use map within the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, from open space recreation to multifamily, and B is a change of zoning from conditional R13, moderate high density multifamily, and OSP, open space preservation district, to conditional R11, moderate density multifamily district. B, for a change of zoning from conditional R13, multi moderate high density multifamily district, to conditional R11 moderate density multifamily district for property consisting of approximately uh, 0.03 acre and known as parcel GPA10, uh, premises number 3101 through 3163 Kimball Terrace. C, for a change of zoning from R11 moderate density multifamily district to conditional R11 on portions of the property consisting of approximately 2.84 acres and known as parcel GPA-12, fronting 171 feet, more or less, along the cul-de-sac of Wiley Drive, and portions of the property consisting of approximately 790 square feet and known as parcel GPA-3, fronting 43 feet, more or less, along the eastern side of the cul-de-sac of Wiley Drive, premises numbered 600 through 614, 601 through 617, and 618 through 776 Wiley Drive. D, for a change of zoning from R11 Moderate Density Multifamily District to OSP Open Space Preservation District on a portion of property consisting of approximately 0.93 acres and known as Parcel GPA10, fronting 120 feet more or less along the eastern line of Kimball Terrace, premises number 3101 
through 3163 Kimball Terrace. E, for a special exception to permit multifamily development, seven or more dwelling units, on property fronting the eastern and southern lines of Kimball Terrace, beginning 240 feet more or less northeast of the easternmost intersection of Kimball Terrace and Kimball Loop, and extending eastwardly premises numbered 3101 through 3363 Kimball Terrace, 600 through 614, and 601 through 741 Wiley Drive. Thank you, Lenny. I hope your voice recovers. <laughs> I do too. Uh, we did <clears throat> a presentation. Matthew? All right. I'm not going to repeat all of that. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but this request is by NRHA, the Housing Authority, um, asking for several requests, rezoning. Um, several rezonings and in total also a special exception to accommodate the uh, mixed uses, I'm sorry, the uh, multifamily. And th the site is located in the current Grandy Village community. Um, there is a very large uh, open space section that was um, filled wetlands uh, some years back. Um, and that's the location of most of the units for this project. The site is developed with multifamily, and the proposal is for um, 11, actually, 11 total new buildings. So with this request, uh, the site's currently zoned several things. We have, we have R11, conditional R13, and these are both multifamily districts, and the open space preservation, which is the vacant space in the middle. And it's all being proposed to go to conditional R11, which is the multifamily district. It's a very low intense, uh, low dense multifamily district. And the applicant intends to rezone approximately 7.25 acres of this site in order to demolish two eight unit buildings and uh, in total construct 11 new multifamily buildings. Um, however, the rezoning is not needed for all areas of the site. So as you can see in the far corner, this uh, blue circle, um, it's R11 now. It doesn't need any rezoning to accommodate uh, new units. So the special exception is over the entire site there. So we do have conditions that uh, attach the entire development to the site plan that's submitted in your package. So that's how that works. And um, several slides here. Uh, probably won't bore you with all of them. Here's the change of zoning. And you'll see some conditional R13 in the dark brown um, that was for phase five that what came to you in 2012 and, um, and portions of that are going back to uh, R11. And then here's the conceptual site plan for the entire site. The buildings that are a little bit darker, those will be the brand new buildings. And at the end of Wiley Drive, you can see a cul-de-sac that's currently there. That's the Wiley Drive cul-de-sac that's there right now. Um, you will see two buildings at 16 units towards the bottom that will be demolished um, for uh, two new buildings right close in that same range. Um, so that's what that is. And then in the far corner to the northeast of the site, it's the same situation, two older buildings that will be demolished for a bigger um, new multifamily building. So... No, it's a rather complicated request. Um, several 
portions of different pieces of property that need to be rezoned in order to accommodate a new site plan. And in all, we will have a new subdivision plat that marries all of these pieces and portions to um, the new parcels. Um, but that's all that I have for now. Staff is recommending uh, approval of all of the requests. Um, one of the, the, the condition that's in the special exception, um, currently I, I believe that the uh, housing authority is not um, in full agreement with the condition that's there now. And um, the um, president of the Grandy Village Residential Management Corporation is here to speak. I think that he has some um, something for the commission in terms of whether or not the community is in agreement with that condition. Um, it's up to you all if you want to continue it. That's up. To, that's your discretion. But um, they are here to speak if you want to hear what they have to say about that. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, any questions of Mr. Simon, commissioners? I do want to read to you the condition that is um, in dispute. First, I'll read the proffer. Excuse me, if you would, would you read all the conditions? We only have two, sorry. Would you read them both? I'll read them both. They weren't included in the package. Yeah, we were working last minute to try and see if we had agreement on this. That's really the issue in front of you is whether there's agreement. Um, the proffer condition is fully agreed upon. That's with the rezoning, and that says that the site shall be developed in accordance with the conceptual site plan. Attached here to and marked as Exhibit A, entitled Prelim Preliminary Site Plan Exhibit for a portion of the NRHA's Grandy Village. Um, so that is the condition that is agreed upon for the rezoning. However, the condition for the special exception, it says, at no time shall the number of existing dwelling units that are demolished exceed the number of new dwelling units that are constructed and granted a certificate of occupancy. For the purposes of this condition, an existing dwelling unit shall mean any dwelling unit in existing in existence at the date of the adoption of this ordinance. So um, I think the premise being that if you're going to demolish, say, 16 dwelling units, that there may be 16 new dwelling units that are sort of online and ready to be moved in at the time that d demolition is sought for um, the old ones. So, so don't tear anything down until you got something already up to replace it. In essence, but I, I would defer to Grandy Village to speak as to whether or not that this first came about as a request of the neighborhood. And it seemed at the time, I believe at your mid-month meeting you had NRHA present, it seemed that, that we were on the same page, but we may need more time in essence to really get to the core and iron out this detail. But. Thank you, Mr. Simons. Uh, any questions on Matthew from the commission? Thank you, Matt. Um, here to speak in favor of this application, Scott Chuney. The deal, we, then we will also acknowledge uh, the applicant, Steve Morales from NRHA. Um, Steve Morales, uh, 201 Granby Street, North of Virginia, 23510. Um, just on, with regards to this proper condition, the big concern that the authority has uh, with the way the condition is, is put before us is we would like some flexibility as Matt noted, in the area that's on the south portion at Wiley Drive, there are two buildings, 16 units. Really to accomplish most of the development, we would probably need to take those two buildings down. Um, 
prior to occupying or getting COs for all the other units. And so we are looking for that flexibility. We would still keep most of the other units up. Um, the authority is, is more than happy to proffer one-for-one -one replacement. And we're also happy to proffer that we wouldn't start demolition until we actually are beginning our construction program. So one of the concerns that I heard from the TMC president was that they were worried that we would demolish units and then not come back with new units. So the authority is willing to proffer, and we're, um, it is part of our board direction to proffer for the one-for-one -one replacement as well as then proffer also that we wouldn't demolish until we're starting our construction. Uh, and let me be clear, uh, Steve. You're saying you're proffering one-for-one? One-for-one one replacement. So for every unit that we demolish, that we will, we will replace. Uh, and, and just for clarity, uh, will there be a unit to occupy? ready for occupancy at the time that you raised the existing? No. Okay. But only for those 16, for most of the other units, yes. Right now, we're actually, we're doing the phase five. We had to demolish a, a one building, it was an eight unit building, and we're replacing that with 16. Mm -hmm. This actually proffered condition doesn't take um, that into account either. So in essence, we've already started a demo program where we had to demolish eight, but we've replaced with 16. You know, the authority feels we've been very consistent out in Grandy. Uh, we've had a long program going back to 2000 of um, significant improvements and uh, um, throughout the community. Uh, we feel we've been, um, uh, you know, a good partner with, with the residents and we'll continue to work with them through the whole process, through uh, um, establishing the, the return criteria, relocation provisions and working them through there. Also um, working with the community on the ultimate design as we have gone out to the community on the site design as well as eventually the unit designs. Thank you, Steve. Commissioners? Yeah, I, just for a question. What's the special about the 16 units that you want? Those. The only issue is, uh, if you look at the end of the site, we have a new roadway that actually links the two sides of the community together, which everybody acknowledges is, is, is one of the key factors of this project. That roadway goes right where those two units are. So that that is kind of the main roadway that we'll need to do this. If, if we do follow what the proper condition um, indicates, well, also what that do is that I mean we'd have to build that center section first and then wait till we get COs before we demolish another building. Um, and that would then prevent us basically stopping our construction program until we're able to get that. Um, not a good construction project as this. We're doing low-income housing tax credits. We have a two-year time frame. Um, it's just one of these things where it may, it may prove a, uh, a problem condition on us that uh, um, bites us at, in, in the end. So our preference is that we want flexibility. We're, you know, again, we're willing to do the one-for-one. One. We're willing to, to try to mitigate this as much as possible, but we know that if, as, a, as an absolute hard condition, it may cause us a problem with the construction schedule. Thank you. Mr. Chairman. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Mr. Morales, I have a question about the displacement of the residents mm -hmm. whose houses are gonna be demolished. There is a, there is, uh, procedures within NRHA in terms of relocating them. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, we actually have two relocation specialists on staff, and, and the way it goes with all of our relocation for any of the NRHA properties is the, what we'll do, and, and in this particular case in Grandy, is residents will be offered first um, a return to Grandy. If, they're not, if there's not an available new unit right away, they'll actually, there are other units in Grandy. We're, not, we're only demolishing, um, in, 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 at the end, 88 units. We have another 253 units already out at Grandy. So their first preference, if we don't have an, a new unit available, then they will be offered a unit in one of the other other apartments at Grandy Village. 
If we do have a new unit available, they'll be offered first, the new unit at, at Grandy. If they choose not to do that, then we'll provide them with a voucher, a Section 8 voucher, which they can then go out into private housing. We are, our relocation specialists will work with them in that process, actually uh, drive them around the city and look at uh, various properties and work them through the process to get into a new, new apartment. So we have a, a very uh, intensive and uh, proactive relocation program. And Steve, uh, how many families are we talking about in this transition period? 16, am I understanding that correctly? It's really, it would only be those two buildings, so it's 16. Any other questions, commissioners? Steve, we thank you. Stand by. Uh, here to speak uh, against this application, uh, Raytron White. Good evening. My name is Raytron White. I am the president of TMC in Grandy Village, um, 735 Wally Drive. Uh, my concern is we had a meeting with the NRHA with the residents of Grandy Village and it was told if any buildings to be towed down before they move before they tear them down they will have all the buildings to be built back up now I have to face my residents when they are already been told one thing we had 16 units to be put up or putting up now and um, before that happened about 10 years ago they towed down probably 16 units in that space and it was told we put back up it's 10 years later they're just putting up 16 units. And eight units they towed down. Only two residents was qualified after they told them that they were out of there that they can come back to the units. I don't want that to be on my watch, that we told them one thing, then it's another. We were told that if the units will be taken down, before they be taken down, we have units for them to put up. It's a road gonna come in between the building to stop the 16 units. Why not put the building up, then put the road on the side of it? I just don't want the residents to be out and they can't come back in their community when they've been, some of the people have been there 30, 40 years, and they're excited about the new project, but they want to come back in their building, what they're designed to do. Um, we're the only neighborhood that's tax credit and offer, public and offer. We've been um, diligent with the program with the NRHA, dealing with getting a nonprofit tax and that together. But what was told to us and we agreed upon, now today is something different. I cannot sign anything or can anything unless the residents agree. They want to say they agree to do that, and there's no problem for them to re be rezoned. Let the residents decide. I cannot decide for them when they were told one thing now is another. That's why I'm here today. I will not sign for it to be rezoned, have the 16 residents to move out because the other eight residents, only two of them are qualified to come back into the neighborhood when they were told they all could come back. That They said that stuff had changed. The stuff had changed and the, and the qualifications changed. You have to make this much. You, you have to have um, uh, A1 credit. You couldn't have child support and this and that, which it was not told before they were actually replaced to be moved. So I don't want the other 16 units to actually suffer when they've been good behavior and they've been there for so many years in their house. Then they got to be displaced to put somewhere else where they don't want to be. Thank you, Mr. White. Any questions of Mr. White? Comment? Thank you, sir. Uh, we have an opportunity for a rebuttal. Um, Mr. Morales? Um, the uh, 16 units, actually, um, what we did talk with the community about, and, and actually we were very upfront, 
One, we indicated right away that we would have to tear down the eight units in order to build the 16. And this is the current phase five, as opposed to the other properties some time ago, that was part of a, just a straight demolition program without a, a replacement. Here, we, we're, we're, we've already stated that we're going to replace in kind. With the folks that couldn't come back to those 16, and that was, a, that was also it's a little bit different than, than it's currently just been portrayed, but we told the community, and actually you can go back and also look at what we went to our board about, is that the 16 units are transitional units, and that's why the folks don't qualify for those units. Those units do require a little bit higher income. We have also have additional units like that out at Grandy Village. The one thing that's still there is the folks that can't get into the new 16 units are still eligible to come back to the, the new units that we're proposing in phase six. The phase six units are just going to be tax credit units. They're not, they're not transitional. So it's kind of a little bit of, you know, apples and oranges. Um, part of what we're trying to attempt or what we're attempting to do at Grandy Village is we're trying to create a mixed income community through the still dealing with just with public housing residents. And what that means is we have certain income tiers. So we have some that are making um, 30 percent of area median income below, and some that are making it somewhere between 30 and 50 and 50 to 80 percent of area median income. This is another way to uh, attempt to get to a mixed income community. So part of the units, the 16, were transitional units, and we did talk to the folks at Grandy Village about that when we came out with the Phase 5 program. Um, the, again, the past demolition, uh, the NRHA did demolish 54 units back in 2000 and 2001 in which we replaced those with 22 duplexes. So we have done some replacement, but not all in that case. That was actually a reduction of total units at Grandy Village. In this case, again, we are proffering that we are going to replace all the units. Residents will be provided an opportunity, and most of them, most of the residents in Grandy Village will have the opportunity to go from a, for a direct move in, um, into the new units. The 16 units that we're talking about at the end, and we're asking for flexibility. We're not saying that we absolutely, you know, will need to tear them down in order to accomplish this. We feel that in our construction schedule, as we as we look at things, we'll probably have to do it, but we'll do our best um, to make sure that those folks are are addressed through relocation appropriately, and they'll always have the ability of first preference to go into new units. So if the 16 have to go to a second move, if we move them out to another unit in Grandy and then back to a new unit, we're fine to do that. So we think we can accommodate all of this. You know, this isn't, this isn't Broad Creek where we tore down 767 and only came back with 353. This is tearing down 88 and coming back with 88. Thank you, Steve. Um, so I just want to get, we're talking about 16 families are in this, this place, so all of everything else. Correct. Are those 16 families guaranteed to be able to come back? To Grandy Village? Well, the thing is, they'll always be provided preference, but you know, when you say absolutely guaranteed, there's, you still have to you meet the eligibility requirements of public housing, and then you have to remain in, in, in good, good tenant status. So it, basically, if those two items are met, they will pr be provided the opportunity to come back. The second part of this is that they still have a choice. Um, with the 80, 80 families, um, you know, 88 families at, at Grandy Village in this part of the phase, um, they will be provided the opportunity for a voucher too if they want to take it. It's their choice. We're, we're, we're going to be offering up a unit, you know, a new unit that we're going to build on site, but if they want to take a voucher and go to private housing, that's their choice. So what, what is the true impact of waiting 30 more days and getting community complete buy-in and understanding on this to your we can so there may be a schedule impact but to the financial is there really a financial impact to no we we can we can we can drop back in the schedule so if you want to continue it that's fine it's not our preference um but we think that in 30 days we'll still be at the same point 
Um, so we'll work with the residents and try to alleviate their fears and concerns and put more in, in, in discussions of, you know, return criteria and, 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 and talk about eligibility and, and absolutely clarify, you know, that this is what we're doing, which we have gone to the community before. Um, you know, I look at this as folks are worried. You know, anyone, you know, this is a displacement, um, and so they're going to be worried and they're going to be concerned. But we're going to do our best to alleviate all of that. Um, if you want us to, to, to defer until next month, we can do that. It seems to me you could, you know who the 16 families are, right? So it seems to me mm -hmm. you could look at each one of their individual situations and be able to make some sort of determination of where they're going to be at the end of this process. Yeah. So it seems to me, you know, the waiting of 30 days is, is if it's not going to, you know, have a financial impact on you or, or no. a major schedule impact for no. you then? Ultimately, you know, there there does come a time in the schedule that if we have multiple deferrals, then there will be an issue because ultimately what we're trying to get to is a low-income housing tax credit application in March of next year. And there's a lot of work to get there. Also, we're trying to get through ultimately site plan review prior to that also. So um, ultimately, we will start to, to run into schedule issues. But if you want to defer to next month, not our preference, but we will. I have one additional question. Um, the gentleman from the president uh, from the Neighborhood Association mentioned a 10-year time frame between demolition and the new uh, residences being built. What sort of time frame are we talking about from between the demolition and the new houses? And can that be proffered as well? <laughs> the, um, yeah, absolutely, actually. Um, the way it would work is we're going to apply for low-income housing tax credits in March. We'll find out in June of next year whether or not we've been approved. We then work to put the deal together. Um, a mixed finance program through HUD as well as through the tax credit investors. And then we'd hope to be under construction sometime in March of April of 2016. We have essentially two years from December uh, 2015 to complete the units. So what you know, we'd absolutely proffer is we would be uh, saying that we would have all units um, you know, completed and occupied basically by December of 2017. So three years from this December? Two years. Or three years from from 2014, we wouldn't actually. When would the, when would the demolition begin? Um, we would start at the time of construction. So if all goes well, we would look to start relocation probably at the turn of of the of D December 2015. Uh, December 2015. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Howells. Uh, yeah. Yes, Mr. Morales. Um, you said that you're you're removing 88 units and coming back with 88 units. It's, it's actually, we're, there are 88 units that will be demolished. Um, 86 are, are occupied and two are offline for non-residential purposes. So we're going to bring back 86 residential units and then two, we're going to return the two um, community spaces. Uh, one is the, uh, resident, the resident management corporation's office as well as a community resource office. So in essence, we'll replace all 88. Personally, I'm a fan of being consistent with the neighborhood. If we've told them one, if you've told them one thing, and then you come here and we kind of change something at the last minute, it makes me a little uneasy. So, I think I'd appreciate the continuance to allow you to go back and just be sure that they're well informed of what your plans are, and and hopefully in a month you can come in here with a unified position and we can pass with pass this with ease. You have a problem with that, Steve? Um, no. Do you have anything else? Any other comments, commissioners? Thank you, Steve. All right. Mr. White, give you an opportunity to make any comments you wish to make at this point, sir. Um, 
Um, the only comment I had is just <clears throat> we have families that will be displaced. I want to make sure that I can sleep at night not knowing that they can come back to what they worked hard for. Mm -hmm. um, they're working people. Our neighborhood is a working workforce neighborhood. We have to work. Mm -hmm. They have to work to stay in the neighborhood. They have to have a job or disability or they must be in school. So to ask them to say one thing and they're all excited about it and then something change, is my staff cannot sleep at night when they're going to change. It's going to be something different in the long run. Never know when HUD's going to give us the money, if we get the money. So until then, if they're going to do something, bring it back to the drawing board, let the residents decide. They've been with them this far. Don't lead them and then drop them in the middle of the program. So that's all I have to say. Well, I think this, this commission is empathetic of your position. And certainly we've been told one thing uh, in the past and we hear something else today. We want there to be a, a, a very clean slate in terms of the understanding on both parties. Absolutely. So you have an opportunity now another month to get with NRHA. Absolutely. To iron these things out to make sure that your residents are as comfortable as can be. Absolutely. In terms of what this transition might mean. So we ask you to uh, bargain and negotiate and dialogue Absolutely. in good faith. Absolutely. Thank we you. We appreciate what you do. Thank, Thank you so you. very much. I think the motion, well, Lenny, you got it. The uh, motion is to continue the items until the public hearing to be held on Thursday, October 23rd, 2014, 2.30 p.m. in the City Council Chamber's 11th floor, City Hall Building, Civic Center, Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? You know, I think this is not only a win because the community gets to work it out with NRHA, but we get to hear you read the ordinance again next month. Aye. <laughs> 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 I'm going to open up by saying, as I described last month, <laughs> uh, Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halgens? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We look forward to the results of that dialogue. Thank you both. All right. We're going to go to item number two, Charmar Trucking Incorporated for the following applications. Property fronting 94 feet more or less along the northern line of East Brambleton Avenue and 157 feet more or less along the eastern line of Cecilia Street. Uh, premises numbered 1250 East Brambleton Avenue and 708 Cecilia Street. These two applications, the first one is an amendment to the city's future land use map within the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, from single family traditional to industrial. And the second application is a change of zoning from R11, moderate density multifamily district and RCO, Residential Compatibility Overlay District, to conditional I-1, Limited Industrial District. Thank you, Lenny. Here to speak in favor of this application, Ms. Karen Basanta. Thank you, Ms. Basanta. And I do acknowledge at Ms. Basanta's uh, behest that there is no opposition. Mr. Chairman, seeing no opposition, I call for the question. The... Um, Motion is to recommend that the general plan amendment and the change of zoning uh, be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? I vote aye, and I would ask Ms. Basanta, I'm sure you folks are aware that you are uh, right at the back of a develop, uh, residential development at that corner. Be sensitive to that, please. Good. Uh, we want to make sure those folks are wanting to stay there another 30 years as well. So if we can just demonstrate that we're going to try to be good neighbors and keep that buffer nice, neat, clean, and a, and a, a wholesome addition 
to that general area. We appreciate what you're doing, and I vote aye. Thank you. All right, we will now turn to item number five from the regular agenda. This is the Little Creek Marketplace for the following applications on property fronting. Oh, well, you know, we ought to go back to three first. Right, so three. Maybe even four. No. I'm just trying to get us out of here today. <laughs> <laughs> Item number three is the City Planning Commission for a text amendment to the City Zoning Ordinance to amend Section 2-3 definitions. Table 6-A, Table of Land Uses for Commercial Districts. Table 7-A, Table of Land Uses for Industrial Districts. Table 10-A, uh, table for land uses for special purpose districts and chapter 25 special exceptions to expand opportunities and amend criteria for kennels. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, the request before you again is for a text amendment to allow kennels in certain commercial districts, uh, C2 corridor commercial and C3 retail center. Uh, the proposal uh, originally as presented was to allow uh, kennels by right if there are no outdoor runs within those districts and by special exception if uh, they are requesting uh, outdoor runs or outdoor areas. Um, in light of additional feedback from the commission, there may be situations that um, require additional scrutiny if the, even if there are um, no outdoor, um, outdoor areas. So the recommendation, uh, staff recommends to change that recommendation where all kennels would be required to get a special exception. Thank you, Krishan. Mm -hmm. Any questions of Krishan, commissioners? Are we in accord with uh, what Krishan has stated with regard to what we're looking for there? Hearing that. Lenny? The uh, motion is to recommend that the text amendment as described at the public hearing be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you. All right. Getting back to number five. All right. Little Creek Marketplace for the following applications on property fronting 1,114 feet more or less along the southern line of East Little Creek Road, uh, 100 feet more or less along the southern line of Souls Point Road, 1,186 feet more or less along the eastern line of Tidewater Drive and 784 feet more or less along the northern line of Central Business Park District. Premises numbered 7862, 7530, and 7540 Tidewater Drive, 741 East Little Creek Road, and 7,043 Sewells Point Road. There are two amendments, two, two applications. The first one is a text amendment to the city zoning ordinance to create the Little Creek Marketplace localized alternative sign overlay district. And the second one is to apply this and adopt it uh, as an amendment to the zoning map. Thank you, Lenny. Um, here to answer questions with regard to this is the applicant, Mr. Robert Beeman. Thought I saw him. Oh, okay, good deal. Uh, other than that, I recognize that there is no opposition. Seeing no opposition, Mr. Chairman, I call for the question. The uh, motion is to recommend that the text amendment be approved. Yeah, I'm sorry, the text amendment and the change of zoning 
be approved. Uh, Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. All right. Item number six, CrossFit 757 for a change of zoning from I-3 General Industrial District to Conditional I-1 Limited Industrial District on property fronting 242 feet, more or less, along the southern line of 35th Street, beginning 66 feet, more or less, from the eastern line of Hampton Boulevard and extending eastwardly. The premises also fronts 118 feet, more or less, along the northern line of West 27th Street, premises number 1081 35th Street. Thank you, Lenny. Here uh, to answer questions in favor of this application, Mr. Thomas Sloboda. Uh, also not wishing to speak is uh, Danny Mulligan, but is in favor of the application. Uh, but even though we have no opposition, Ms. Deborah Stevens. Stearns. Stearns, you do wish to speak, Ms. Stearns? Thank you, ma'am. And the chair acknowledges that there is no opposition to this application. Having been, been thoroughly briefed and seen no opposition, Mr. Chairman, call for the question. Uh, the motions to recommend that the uh, change of zoning be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Aye. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. All right. Next application is by the Farm Fresh Incorporated for a special exception for the sale of alcoholic beverages for on-premise, con off-premise consumption on property fronting 361 feet more or less along the northern line of West 21st Street beginning 454 feet more or less from the western line of Collie Avenue and extending westwardly. Premises numbered 924 West 21st Street. Thank you, Lenny, and that is uh, the fresh market and not the farm fresh. Is that what I said? Or <laughs> <laughs> didn't say Whole Foods or something? No, we welcome fresh market to Norfolk. We're very happy they're here. Indeed. Um, uh, we do, we have no opposition, uh, but mm, see Jason Timmons. If you wish to speak, sir, there is no opposition, but if you would. Thank you. The chair acknowledges that there is no opposition to the application. Having no opposition, I call for the question. The uh, motion is to recommend that the special exception be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Thank you for considering our city. I think we're going to be a whole lot better off and a whole lot more uh, urbane, if you will, with someone of your presence in our city. Thank you. I had occasion to visit yesterday. I was very impressed. Uh, next application is McArthur Pharmacy. Lenny, I don't think I voted. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you just trying to get in with them on this one? <laughs> McArthur Pharmacy, for a special exception from the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption on property fronting 23 feet, 
more or less along the western line of Granby Street, beginning 103 feet more or less from the southern line of College Place and extending southwardly. Premises number 261 Granby Street. Thank you, Lenny. Uh, here to answer questions is the applicant's representative, Rick Hinn. We have any questions, commissioners? I acknowledge that we have no opposition. The, uh, Early brief, Mr. Chairman. Call for the question. The uh, motions recommend that the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Yes. Mr. Hales. Aye. Ms. Austin. Yes. Mr. Alchins. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Yes. Mr. Fraley. Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. Good luck with that, Rick. All right. We now move to Novell Restaurant for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property fronting 125 feet more or less on the southern line of Gray Street and 183 feet more or less along the eastern line of Duke Street, premises numbered 217 Gray Street. Thank you, Lenny. We acknowledge that there's no opposition. We do also want to acknowledge that the applicant, Luke Brigham, is in attendance. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Brigham. Uh, uh, commissioners, I acknowledge that there is no opposition to this application at this time. All right. The uh, motion is to recommend that the special exception be approved some of the conditions contained in the staff report. Uh, Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? We're happy you're here. Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to right. council. Good luck. Next application, uh, Capo Nara Raman for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property fronting 226 feet more or less on the eastern line of Colonial Avenue, 225 feet more or less from the southern line of West 21st Street, and 288 feet more or less from the northern line of West 20th Street, premises number 2000 Colonial Avenue, Suite 7. Thank you, Lenny. We acknowledge that there is no opposition. Uh, the applicant is in attendance, Mr. Xiao Yi Li. I'm sorry, Ms. Shawley. Thank you, ma'am. Chair acknowledges that there is no opposition. You notice no one wants to speak to us today. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, motion before you is to recommend that the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. Uh, application number 11 is Breaky Coffee House for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property fronting 140 feet more or less along the western line of Granby Street, beginning 110 feet more or less from the northern line of West 41st Street and extending northwardly. Premises numbered 4117 Granby Street, Suite C. Thank you, Lenny. Can I ask a question before we move on? Maybe, Adam, you could chime in on this. Items 11 and 12, are we out of order to consider them uh, as one? Um, you are. The special okay. exceptions are going to be granted to the individual operators. So All even right. though they're on the same parcel, we need to do them individually. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, 
here in favor of this application is the applicant, Ms. Patricia, and you're going to help me with the last name. Announcing. There is no opposition to your application. Do you still wish to speak? <laughs> the chair acknowledges that there is no opposition to this application. Uh, the uh, motion, therefore, is to recommend that the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halgen? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Make that recommendation to council. Thank you. Good luck. Next application is UMO for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property fronting 140 feet more or less along the western line of Granby Street beginning 110 feet more or less from the northern line of 41st Street and extending northwardly. Premises numbered 4117 Granby Street, Suite A. Thank you, Lillian. Chair acknowledges that the applicant, Mr. Joseph E. Pavey, did I get that right, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, the chair will acknowledge to you, sir, that there is no opposition to your application. Did you still wish to speak? I have a quick question, Mr. Chair, if that's okay. Why? Just out of curiosity, what type of restaurant are you going to be opening, sir? Okay, very good. Welcome to the neighborhood. Lenny? The um, motion is to recommend that the special exception be approved. Some of the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halgens? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Next application is the Norva for a special exception. Operate an entertainment establishment with the with alcoholic beverages on property establishing an 80 fronting 80 feet more or less along the western line of Monticello Avenue, fronting 173 feet more or less from the northern line of Market Street and extending northwardly. It also fronts 71 feet more or less along the eastern line of Granby Street, premises number 317 Monticello Avenue and 320 Granby Street. Thank you, Lenny. Uh, the chair acknowledges that Mr. Rick Hen, representing the applicant, is here to answer any questions. Are there any questions, commissioners? Hearing none, uh, there is no opposition. Just to note for the restaurant, I mean, for the record, <laughs> the record, we have uh, both a entertainment theater and a restaurant in this building. So this application, as it did in the past, uh, will cover both of the establishments. We merely have had basically a change of ownership. The uh, motion is to recommend the special exception be approved, subject conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We make that recommendation to council. Thank you. All right. Uh, next application before you is 360 Asian Diner and Sports Bar for a special exception to op excuse me, to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages on property fronting 471 feet more or less along the southern line of East Virginia Beach Boulevard, beginning 115 feet more or less from the eastern line of Glen Rock Road and extending eastwardly. Property also fronts 762 feet more or less along the eastern line of Glen Rock Road, beginning 100 feet more or less from the southern line of East Virginia Beach Boulevard and extending southwardly. Premises are is located in the Military Crossings Shopping Center. 
and its premises numbered 5957 East Virginia Beach Boulevard, Suite 18. Matthew. Hello. I believe there was a question on this, so I'll just give a short presentation. Um, this is for special exception for entertainment with alcohol, and the locations in the Military Crossing Shopping Center, Zone C3, which permits the use by special exception. The hours that they're asking for, uh, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., seven days a week, and then their seating, uh, 179 seats, and a total capacity of 442, and the entertainment options that they are asking for, 10-member 10 10 member live band, disc jockey, karaoke, comedian, poetry reading, cultural dance. And um, I did speak to the applicant about your um, concern that there are several very large establishments in this shopping center, um, similar, uh, some of which have had problems in the past. Um, so I did speak with, with the applicant about the, uh, we call it 18-month sunset clause, and the ability to uh, reevaluate the operations and if there's been any issues in a year um, and the applicant was fine with that and signed that condition. So with that, staff does recommend approval of this application. Thank you, Matthew. Any questions of Mr. Simons, commissioners? Uh, the uh, issues that you cite uh, have to do with what particular aspects? We've had crime issues at some establishments of this size mm -hmm. in, the, in the area. So in the past, if we've had that issue, we've issued a sunset, 18 month, we reevaluate re re it. So being that this is also a large establishment, right. um, we wanted to be proactive about it and just see if there were issues a year from now. Sure. Thank you, Matt. I uh, do want to acknowledge here uh, is the applicant, Wen Quinn Wu, uh, does not wish to speak. Um, commissioners, any comment, question? There is no opposition. The uh, motion is to recommend that the application, special exception application, be approved with the conditions contained in the staff report and modified at the public hearing to include the 18-month sunset clause. Dr. Newman. Aye. Ms. McQuillan. Yes. Mr. Hales. Aye. Ms. Austin. Yes. Mr. Halchins. Aye. Mr. Thomas. I'd like to point out for the few of us who are left and Matt's dogs at home, um, <laughs> we've just completed eight special exceptions. I don't think we've had anyone here in opposition whatsoever. I think it's further evidence that maybe this is something we should continue to review during our rewrite of our zoning ordinance over the next few years. I vote aye. Uh, I agree with you on that one as I'm reading these. <laughs> uh, next application. I didn't vote Lenny, I vote I, and good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I actually checked you, so it was okay. <laughs> uh, next application is Juice Bar Juices for a special exception to operate an entertainment establishment without alcoholic beverages on property fronting 57 feet more or less along the western line of Granby Street and 120 feet more or less along the northern line of West Haswell Street, premises number 245 Granby Street. Suite 247. And I acknowledge that, that there is no opposition. The uh, motion is to recommend approval of a special exception subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman. Aye. Ms. McQuillan. Yes. Mr. Hales. Aye. Ms. Austin. Yes. Mr. Halchins. Aye. 
Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you and good luck. Okay. Last and certainly not least, um, Simon Property Group to close a portion of South Cape Henry Avenue from the city of Norfolk and Virginia Beach corporate limits, thence southwardly 1,175.34 feet, more or less, along the southern line of South Cape Henry Avenue to the terminus of the closure and being bounded on the north by the southern line of the Eastern Shore Railroad right-of-way. Thank you, Lenny. Um, and we do want to acknowledge that the applicant, Mr. Randy Royal of Kimberly Horn, is here. Randy, it's a shame we wait until now and get all this opposition. <laughs> the chair acknowledges that there is no opposition. The uh, motion is to recommend that the street be closed subject to the retention of any necessary utility easements. Dr. Newman. Aye. Ms. McQuillan. Yes. Mr. Hales. Aye. Ms. Austin. Yes. Mr. Halchins. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Yes. And Mr. Fraley. Aye. And of course, we wish you all the luck with that, Randy. Thank you. Uh, that completes our agenda, Mr. Director. Anything you need to share with us? Yes, sir.